I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my friends Burke and Ripka, and this is a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How are you today, Burke? I am very much enjoying my weekend, as I enjoy all weekends wherein I plan almost nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That is an incredible skill, and I need to learn from you. So uh, I tend to have too many things on the weekends, and I just can't help filling up the calendar. It's a It's a character flaw. Well, it's easier if you have no friends and no responsibilities. So (laughs) (laughs) neither of those things are true. Uh, Great. Well, um, have you been working on any specific invitations, Burke? I have not been working on any specific invitations other than my continued quest to master faith and repentance. So faith and repentance, any progress in those areas that you would like to report? Um, well, after reading today's talk by um, Elder Iring or President Iring, I, I would say I still have a long ways to go. But, uh, <laughs> but this, is, this is my usual uh, answer I give when someone, you know, when I get into a discussion about really deep doctrine about which no one knows the answer to. And I say, well, once I'm done with faith and repentance, then I'm going to move on to the hard stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that answer. <laughs> it's good perspective. Well, Rivka, um, are you done with faith and repentance? Have you you moved on? Wow, not even a little. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I feel like this um, is a lifetime endeavor for all of us. I think so. I'm really, I really think it is that the sloughing off of this mortal coil and resurrection into a, a better body will be helpful. But until then, I, I think the struggle continues. Yeah, I and I've always wondered at at one what point. Where's the end, you know, the finish line? I, I don't actually know. I mean, there is a finish line, but when do we cross that line and say, okay, I did it, <laughs> you know, or not I did it, but I, you know, I yeah. accepted, uh, you know, the Savior's atonement to the point that now I've I've been perfected I, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how it works, to be honest. Be I guess an, we'll all find out. It'll be an interesting adventure. It will be. Uh, you know, his ways are not our ways. So in a lot of ways, I think that I just can't comprehend anything beyond um, the barest glimpse of what happens after this life. And and so that's why I loved Burke's answer. You know what I can comprehend is faith and repentance in this life. Um, I can comprehend that I need to keep trying and keep doing better at that. So um, what have you been working on in the meantime, Rivka? Uh, I've been continuing with my new and I don't know, hopefully improved. I don't know if it's improved, but new and relevant to my current life situation schedule of studying the gospel. And it has been great. I am really grateful for um, prompting and promptings and help that came to me to figure that out. Um, And so I'm being blessed by that and I'm grateful for it. Fantastic. I love it. 
Um, well, I've been working on prayer, and I think I've made progress, and I've sort of reported on some of that. And um, this week, I sort of uh, stalled a little in my progress um, through what I would call, in a radiology terms, satisfaction of search. So, Burke, have you heard that term, or is that just a radiology term? Where you quit lurking, you quit searching for more things because you found the thing you were expecting. Yes, yes, that is exactly it. So, um, there's another sort of saying in radiology that that says, uh, you know, what's the most difficult fracture to find on an X-ray? And the answer is the second fracture. Yeah, um, <laughs> because when you do something that you intended to do. Um, and you did it well, then your brain gives you a little little bit of dopamine or whatever other chemical and says, oh, good job. You can stop now. Yeah. Um, the sulcus so, in the uh, x-ray where they asked you where the tip of the catheter was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm, I'm going to tap into some divine discontent and uh, redouble my efforts to, because I did make a little progress, but I still have a ways to go. And so I want to... Um, redouble my efforts there. Now, Aaliyah, um, it, I didn't specifically ask her about invitations or anything about that. Um, but last time we talked, um, on Monday, she said that she felt like she needed to do better at being more consecrated, um, in her efforts as a missionary. So she was feeling just a little bit of like homesickness or maybe, um, I, to be honest, I think it was boredom. She and her her housemates were um, quarantined for COVID, and um, they've been doing a lot of like home, you know, work, Facebook work, that sort of thing, which is not their norm. They do some of that, but it's not their main thing that they do. Mm. And so, um, I think being there in the house felt a little bit confining. So she was just getting a little stir crazy, and that led to a little homesickness. So um, normally, she is allowed to. Um, if we send her a message on Facebook, she can like click a like or a thumbs up or whatever if she needs to communicate something. So, you know, like when Deanna was prepping things to send her for Christmas, she would she would write a message that was like, uh, do you what size of, you know, Christmas PJs do you want? And she would put like small, medium, whatever. And then Aaliyah <laughs> would just, you know, click the one that she liked or whatever. <laughs> so it's kind of a silly, you know. It's 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 the letter of the law, definitely. And she said, "Well, I'm going to live the full spirit of the law." So she said, "I'm not um, responding to any of your messages. I'm not clicking like or thumbs up or anything." So <laughs> she said, "If there's an emergency, call president. Otherwise, I'll see you next week." <laughs> she's she's unplugging. Yep, yep. So, and um, when she, I think I mentioned this when she first got into. Um, Mexico for the Mexico City MTC. Um, you know, we we were like sending her messages like, where are you? Did you make it? Are you okay? And she didn't respond because she wasn't allowed to, even though she could have, like physically, she had her device. And, um, you know, I think that's really hard for a lot of missionaries. They, and parents, you know, they, yeah. they want that communication. We're in the era of easy, rapid communication. And, and I remember, when she was in college, she would just be coming out of a class that was cool. She'd just be walking down campus and she'd video chat with me like, hey, I just heard this cool thing about dinosaurs or whatever. And um, so she, she just wants to really, really be focused. So that's where we are. She's She said, I'll see you next week. So we, we're awesome. not going to hear from her at all until Monday. So 
That's what she's doing for her invitation right now. Okay, well, with that, we will move on to the next talk, um, The Faith to Ask and Then to Act by President Henry B. Eyring, second counselor in the first presidency. So, uh, Burke, let's start with you today. What did you find here as your fundamental doctrine? All right, so the first thing I marked here is where he says, the way to receive revelation from God has not changed from the days of Adam and Eve. It has been the same for all called servants of the Lord from the beginning to the present day. It is the same for you and me. It is always done by exercising faith. And I absolutely believe that that is true. But it's interesting to me that throughout the talk, although he starts talking about having faith and getting revelation, then by the end of the talk, he's talking about having faith and being obedient. And so I think these things must all be wrapped up together. Mm, Okay. <clears throat> so to uh, being obedient is how you exercise faith and that leads to revelation. Um, I think also built into that is getting revelation and then being obedient to it. But, oh, I see. But you can't I see really, um, yeah, you can't really separate the two. Um, but yeah, it was funny because I marked this at the beginning where it's like, Oh, it's about faith and it's about revelation. And then by the time I got to the end of the talk, I was like, oh, was that the doctrine? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Yeah, it's sort of a, a circle, right? You have faith, you receive revelation, you're obedient to that, and leads to faith, and leads to more revelation. Yeah. So um, the thing I thought was interesting about that, Burke, is when I was reading the paragraph, he's like, this has been the same forever and ever and ever. It's been the same from Adam and Eve. It's been the same for you and me. And I was, it was sort of a big buildup. Yeah. And I, I was a little bit surprised by what he said. It's done by exercising faith. And I was thinking he was going to say by, you know, living in a way that keeps you in tune with the spirit or by, you know, um, I don't know, going up to the mountain to seek, you know, the Lord's will or whatever. I, I don't know Studying what he was going to say. ahead of time and then asking in faith or yeah, something more. Yeah. Right. But he just said, nope, exercise faith. It was just so simple and straightforward. So I guess that's why we call it a fundamental doctrine, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I was looking beyond the mark, I think. <laughs> um, well, Rivka, what did you think about the fundamental doctrine from this talk? Uh, I'm right on board with that. And I just had like some follow-up things underlined uh, quotes from him. One says, I know from experience that answers will come to fit your needs and your spiritual preparation. I thought that was a really important um Quote, and then, if your faith in Jesus Christ has led to a heart softened through the effects of his atonement, you will be more able to feel the whisperings of the Spirit in answer to your prayers. And that's actually one of two times he kind of references a softening that comes from the Savior. Uh, the second time he says, as our faith in Jesus Christ will have led us to ask the Father for answers, that faith will also have brought the Savior's softening touch enough for us to hear his direction and be determined and excited to obey. So just same, same doctrinal foundation and just some beautiful ways that he expands on that idea. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Um, well, Burke, what was the next thing that really stood out to you in this talk? Uh, probably the biggest new thing that I learned, even though I was very familiar with the story in the scriptures, is when he says the Savior will not shout commands to you and me. And then he shares those scriptures involving Elijah 
um, where he goes and stands on the mount and there's, um, let's see, a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And every time I've read these scriptures, I've always been like, well, of course the Lord was in the earthquake and the wind and the fire. Or they just all coincidentally happened at that exact moment. <laughs> Seems really unlikely. Um, and it says, after this, and after the fire, a still small voice. And what I learned from this was not that the power of the Lord wasn't contained in those things that were happening, but the commands or the revelation or the important part of the message was not in those. And that's what you receive from the still small voice. Mm, fantastic. Uh, that That's a really great thought, Burke. And I've never had that thought before of, well, of course the Lord was, was commanding all those things, but it was the message that was important. Yeah. I love that. I, I liked how he phrased that you know, the lead into that story, the savior will not shout commands to you and me. Um, I kind of want him to sometimes. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> you know, it'd be a little easier if I was just like, okay, just turn up the volume a little so I don't have to try so hard to hear what you're saying. Well, I, I can tell you from my own life that the times when the voice has been the most adamant have been the inspirations I at the time wished the most I was not getting. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. Um, this is a, I have an example of that and it was a very positive example. I, I didn't end up having to do anything terrible, but, um, or, or not terrible that I, that I, that was really hard for me at least. Um, so when I was trying to think about a new calling, a new primary president, I was, I was recently called, um, as Bishop and I knew the primary president had been in a long time. And as I thought about it, prayed about it, talked to her, I said, okay, after the primary program, um, you know, we're going to release you. And I started praying about new names of people to, to call. And the first name that came to mind is someone that I didn't even know. Um, they were new in the ward. I had, I, I would have passed them on the street without even knowing who they were. Hmm. And, um, and when I started looking into her life situation, her husband was starting his intern year as an internal medicine resident, and she had three kids, one of which was recently delivered by a cesarean section. Um, and so all of them were at home. And I thought, well, that seems like someone who doesn't really need a very large calling added into the mix of their life. Um, yeah. And so I just sort of dismissed it. And that was you know, sometimes it feels like a still small voice. Sometimes it feels like sort of a bolt of lightning. This was like pounding drums. It was like, make this call, make this call, make this call. And it just wouldn't stop. And I was like, I'm going to go to the temple and maybe I'll get a different answer. Nope. <laughs> I've tried that. <laughs> Have a good one. And I was like, I'm going to go, you know, meet with her because, and I didn't mention the calling at all. I was just like, I just want to get to know you. And um, and your family. And I was thinking, yeah, one, you know, information leads to inspiration. And I was like, I'll get different inspiration when I have more information. <laughs> nope, that didn't happen either. And, uh, yeah, it was just incessant. So it maybe wasn't an earthquake, but it was, it was sort of a, and it wasn't shouting, but it, it was, it, it was relentless, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I called her and in the end, um, <clears throat> You know, this goes back to the last one. Uh, how do we measure the outcome, right? Yeah. The Lord didn't tell me why she needed to be there. He didn't say, if you do this, this will happen in the primary. 
I know that. So I can only tell you that I believe the process was was true. That you know that was inspiration. And when she left, she believed that as well because of the experiences she had. So what what would have happened if someone else had been primary president? I don't know. Um, probably it would have been somebody great, and they would have done a fine job. But I I I felt that it was you know the process was was true, and I was trying to be obedient to that that revelation. So. Um, that was a long tangent. I apologize. Uh, so, um, let's go back to Rivka now. So Rivka, what other parts of this stood out to you? Well, as you guys were talking about that, I just kept picturing in my head that situation where like the kids are watching TV or listening to music or something. And the parent is trying to talk to them and they're like, what? And the parents like turn the TV down and they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm trying to talk to you and I just need you to turn the television down for a minute. So I wonder sometimes when we think, I wish he would be louder. If he's like, if you would turn the noise down a little bit, I'm speaking at a very sufficient level, which then is you turn the noise (laughs) down in your story, Todd, the level you, you realized was a a very sufficient level of loudness. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was sort of what was happening in my head as you guys were telling that. Anyway. That's a great insight, Rivka. I and thank you for in the nicest way possible calling me to repentance for me putting it on no. the Lord when really it's on me. Look, it's on me to turn the volume down. We've all done it. So, you know, you're not alone in that. I can think of many times when I've done the same thing. Been like, what? Yep. I can't hear you over this. <laughs> but but at the same time, he says that hearing that voice will come from our faith in him. So therefore you had sufficient faith. See? Right. Right. There you go. And it's he, true. And he gives us time because he's merciful and he understands we're struggling. Yep. And doing the best we can. So um also, Burke, I appreciated your insight about that it being in the still small voice where you know the where the revelation and the and the message is because one of the the quotes i have underlined is one that is like he says it and i know that it's true and i've experienced it and i still dislike it greatly and that is this opposition and trials have long been a seedbed for the growth of faith that has always been true nobody I'm, likes that this is true i marked that as well and disliked it just as much like i can it's so funny because i can i can think back on struggles that i've had and when i'm on this side of it and feel a deep gratitude for that and i would not wish it different and yet the next one comes along and i'm like but can this not be happening can this one not happen i'm sure there can't be anything as valuable on this one as there was in those others so i don't know if that's an issue of faith or just an issue of I don't know, the discomforts of mortality that we always wish to avoid. But um, I think these two things go hand in hand, that the opposition and the trials, like the Lord is there in them, but it's not the opposition or the trials themselves that bring the blessing or the growth or the, or the spiritual development, but it is our time spent um, in prayer and contemplation and in the scriptures, the time spent with the Savior um, that brings that. The message is is there in those quiet moments in the middle of the the tumult and the difficulty and you know the negative emotions and all the things that come with opposition and trials. Fantastic. Thank you. 
um, <clears throat> yeah, those quiet moments uh, I've talked about, I've tried to, to work on that. And, um, I, I think that connects to what you just said earlier that, um, sometimes we have to turn down the volume of our lives, um, to hear the steady, but quiet voice of the Lord. And I think um, sometimes our trials kind of enforce that on us. You know, there are things that, that that's interesting that come up in life where we suddenly have to quiet a bunch of other things. Things get dropped off the calendar. Things get you know because we're dealing with something difficult, and it kind of enforces this almost like unilateral focus on something. So maybe you know that is part of of the power that comes in those things, and why there's such efficient times of spiritual education and growth. Hmm. Um, Rivka, we've been doing this too long because I was literally the next words out of my mouth were going to be, well, so why does that happen in trials? You know, see, <laughs> that doesn't really make sense, just, but you just answered the question. Without was reading your mind. You were, you did it. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, you know, I think for me, um, understanding that, uh, there are greater societal issues at play and that for some people it didn't play out this way. But when things locked down in spring of 2020, like I was in heaven, I was in heaven. Just I, when we sat down and we deleted everything off the calendar, I was like, this is great. We get to (laughs) just hang out together as a family. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so it was a trial, but it, it also quieted everything else down. So, um, very interesting. Now I'm going to have to spend more time pondering ways that my trials have quieted down the outside, uh, you know, distractions that that keep us from hearing the voice of the Lord. I need more time with that, I think. Uh, well, Burke, let's go back to you. Tell me um, another thing that really stuck out to you here. Paragraph down here where he talks about, I'll just read it. It is hard to keep the Lord's commandments without faith and trust in him. As some lose their faith in the Savior, they may even attack his counsel, calling good evil and evil good. To avoid this tragic error, it is crucial that any personal revelation we receive be consonant with the teachings of the Lord and his prophets. And I love that last line for two reasons. Number one, I've never seen consonant used that way before, and I actually had to look it Mm -hmm. up. It's absolutely correct, (laughs) Um, meaning in agreement with. But also, you need to be... I guess, well-versed in what the teachings of the Lord and his prophets are in order to know the difference, which is, again, one of the reasons why studying the gospel is so important. Um, And I had a a recent experience um, with someone on the track of making a conversion from what I would call good to not as good, Um, wanted to share, well, shared with me uh, a book that he was reading and probably the first hundred pages of it, the author in a very would say sneaky, but very purposeful way was attempting to teach me how to discount things the spirit had taught me. And I thought about what, so when I read this, I thought about how important it is to know which things are true based on teachings of the scriptures and the prophets. So that when someone else starts to tell you, well, actually that's not really it. Then you know, what comes after that is also not true as well. Yeah. I love that. Um, <clears throat> I've had a couple of the same conversation, a cup, uh, let me rephrase that. I've had the same conversation a couple of times with some different youth where somebody is telling them like, oh, you know, 
why don't you do this? Or maybe you should start dating even though you're 15 or whatever. Yeah. And they, and they say, well, I'm going to pray about that. And I think, and I don't think I say to them, well, I mean, do you need to pray about that? You know, you, the Lord has already made given clear instructions from his prophets. So I think what you need to pray about is, do you, you know, do you believe the testimony of the prophets or, or, you know, how is your testimony of these sort of guidelines that have, that, that have been given? So rather than praying, like I'm, I need to see if the Lord is going to make an exception and strengthen your foundation of that rule or not rule, but you know, the, the commandments is a better way to put it. Um, And it's interesting that you said things that Burke, that you've already, how did you phrase it? That you already have, known to be true or had revelation on to say it again one more time for me. Ooh, no, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go back and listen to it. <laughs> and I'll, I just wanted to spend more time sort of mulling that over. It was a good, well, a for good me, thought. I guess the important thing is, um, when new information that you're finding appears to disagree with what the prophet has already taught, Mm-hmm. you should maybe lend more weight to what the prophet has already taught. Yeah. Okay. Right. What he has already taught. And I think maybe what you said was what you already knew to be true or something like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's fantastic. And hanging on to that. And if you have some doubt or thought or disagreement, you know, letting that gestate and sort of giving it time to, to work itself out. Yeah. Well, and so. the tempting thing that we even see in the scriptures is that, you know, it's, it's easier to say the prophets back then I would have believed and followed them, but it's much harder when you have the prophet right now and he's telling you things that are actually requiring you to change right now. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, Rivka, um, can, did you find any invitations or promises in here? Yeah, he, well, because it's elder Iring and I, he has this way of phrasing that is just very him. Um, the invitation that I, I found comes in sort of, he, he says, I pray that, you know, like his wishes and hopes for us. So he said, I pray that you may have this, the same witness. He bore his testimony of gospel truth and said, I, I pray that you may have the same witness that elder Iring has and you can. And then he says, I pray that you will ask heavenly father for the faith in Jesus Christ you need to make and keep the covenants that will allow the Holy ghost to be your constant companion. I think that's Fantastic. so beautiful. Yeah. Just love it. It is. I thought that was he, interesting he too. How instead of saying, I invite, he says, I pray that you will yeah. join me yeah. in this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's so gentle in mm-hmm. the way he speaks and it comes out in his phrasing as well. Yeah. Uh, Burke, any additional invitations or promises here? Nope. All right. Um, I think maybe we could return to the beginning. And um, now that we've reached the end, and Burke, you were talking about reaching the end and thinking about obedience. If you had to summarize the point of the talk or sort of the, the main thrust of the talk, Burke, how would you go about summarizing that in a couple lines? I think it would still be wrapped around faith. Um, what I would probably say is, Acting in faith will bring revelation from God and following that revelation with faith will bring more until you get to the point where you have the same witness he has and benefit from the same blessings. Beautiful. 
Okay. That's a great summary. It strikes me how many of these talks, you know, we try to look for themes through the whole conference and we talk about doctrines like hope and faith and whatever, or Liberty Jail. It strikes me how many of these talks are focused on the process. Um, you know, as you have faith, you'll receive revelation and you'll, and you're obedient and you'll gain more faith. Or as you are humble and have courage, you know, then you'll gain more humility and courage and, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, climbing up the mountain. Um, that seemed to be a big theme, this conference of just that, um, maybe to, to summarize it the way, you know, President Nelson would, you know, the Lord loves effort. Um, just keep trying, just keep going and, uh, and the Lord will bless you for your efforts. So, um, I, I think that's been a, a main theme of this general conference for me as I've read through these for a second time and, and really tried to delve deeper into them. And it, that's a theme that's very hopeful and encouraging to me that, um, maybe I've missed the voice of the Lord and maybe it's been a more often than I thought, but I can keep trying and I'll get better at it and better at it and better at it as I, as I keep, you know, putting forth effort to that end. So absolutely. Well, that'll wrap us up for this talk. Um, the next one, and there will be no, um, end segment by Aaliyah today. Uh, but the next talk we're going to discuss is daily restoration by elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf of the quorum of the 12 apostles. That'll take us into the Sunday morning session. So we are done with three sessions. Good job, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so only we're, you know, two months away from another conference. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get through it. I think. Um, so um, the next one, as I said, will be daily restoration. In the meantime, you can check us out on social media at words of the prophets podcast, or you can email us at words of the prophets podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.